What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Watch With Sound. My name is Josh Landicho, and with me is... Carmela Ocampo. And on today's episode, you guys all been waiting for it. You guys all been hyping it up. It's the biggest movie event of the year, Barbie. We're doing the movie Barbie, directed by <laughs> Greta Gerwig, starring Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, Issa Rae, Kate McKinnon, Alexander Ship, Emma Mackey, Heron Neff, Sharon Rooney, Simi Liu, America Ferreira, and so many more. Now, before we get into the meat and potatoes of the film, we all know this weekend was going to come. The hype, the social media, the marketing, everything was leading to this point. So before we get into it, Carmela, what were your expectations, your context, your preconceived notion of one of the biggest movie events of the year, which is Barbie, and how did you feel about the marketing and everything that was going on before you finally got to watch it? Whew, the marketing. I feel like the Barbenheimer marketing and like event in itself, it feels like the end of an era and the beginning of like a recession almost and like the beginning of like Damn. a really it's like <laughs> got real there it's like we're out of fantasy land now you know we're gonna go you know real life now it's like yeah it, it feels like that party you throw before like like something bad happens almost it's like the end of the roaring 20s into like the fucking like great depression type of vibe <laughs> and just like we're just like amidst like a writer's strike and actors actress like strike all the strikes like we're in like an economic like downturn and like no one's getting hired anymore but the movies the movies are back <laughs> like at least for this like past weekend yeah this past weekend it just like felt like everyone showed up to the theaters like everyone was super excited everyone like dressed up and like i don't know it was just like this like culminating event like culturally and like societally like box office numbers were like freaking huge like you know it's all we're like talking about on social media and like yeah it's crazy because like i don't know like monday morning like the first news that we wake up to is like some other bullshit like elon musk is doing with twitter and it's like oh it's starting like okay all the bad shit's starting now like what a what a wake-up call but anyways back to this past weekend um yeah i i think i was super hyped up like everyone else was and like i tried to keep my expectations like at a safe level for myself because i didn't want to be like disappointed i also got sick of the marketing like a couple weeks ago I think like when they just like dialed it up like to a thousand and like I tried to stay offline like because of spoilers for people who watched it early and yeah like I think I was like really excited to go to the movies this weekend and like I knew it was something like special that was happening and like I'm glad to have been a part of it and yeah I, I think it's really cool we all shared this like moment and we were all super excited and I don't think so this will happen for a while to be honest, because of all the things I <laughs> talked about early, a little earlier. But yeah, how did you feel like coming into this movie, coming into this weekend and like your level of expectations and like, I don't know, controlling that and the marketing and whatnot? No, it's it's funny you said that because you're 100% correct. I didn't really think about it that way. We're like, we're at this peak of cinema. We're like, everyone's back in the movie theaters. You know, we have everyone dressing up like for Oppenheimer, for Barbie. We have the uh, marketing and, and social media is going crazy over movies and watching movies in the theater again like the movie theater like parking lots are packed again and we can't find parking can't find times everything's sold out it's like this peak of like what cinema used to be when we we're younger when like big events like this happened but it's like a, a peak and then afterwards a crazy downfall you know like sag after strikes the constant postponements of movies people coming out and trying to like work even though they're not supposed to and all of that nonsense and, and on top of that too not only with the film industry like like you said like an economic economic recession coming in people not getting hired the rise of like ai and all that like everything is is kind of just like rapidly changing for what it seems like the the worst honestly like we're in this weird area where everything is about to 
end after this after this like movie event which is really funny to think about not funny but just like an interesting observation that you brought up because i didn't even think about it that way just to get back on topic and not get sad and depressing <laughs> or anything but yeah this is the biggest movie event of the year i keep saying it i said it like in the nice guys episode i'm saying it now i said it like five times already and because it is like i'm i am super hyped and i was super hyped to see everyone show out everyone dress up and everyone essentially have fun with this right we have like two opposing genres of movies coming together this one time that everyone is excited about and it's it's been this thing of like what are you watching first what do you like better what do you think will be best and everything it's been leading up to this moment and um it's just fun to see everyone go to the theater again it, it's even kind of fun too stressing about like parking now like oh my god like what if i don't make it like i gotta park but the trip like movie trailers are like 20 minutes long it's just like this this feeling of like i haven't had since i was a kid or like since movies were popping like that and not to mention too as of as of recent like we haven't had anything this big in a while even like marvel films don't don't pile up this much you know it, it just really depends on which marvel film it is but it's not as big as this right and yeah like like you said too with all that excitement comes the the annoyance of marketing which i got tired of honestly if i'm being real here like probably three months ago um like i just got so overwhelmed with the news like i think i knew who everyone was gonna be in it like the first maybe three months this was like announced like barbie was announced and i heard everyone was gonna be in it like literally everyone even the ones that were like cameos i knew about but yeah the marketing for this the social media stuff was super overwhelming and, and just honestly annoying at this point where like yeah it's really funny that pink house is barbie and that black house is oppenheimer <laughs> we made fun of this in the nice guys episode but yeah oppenheimer in the barbie font barbie and the oppenheimer font uh the split picture of like barbie and oppenheimer but yeah it's just like it just i understand the point right make more money get them you know the word out and nothing's more free than social media marketing for these companies where they say something or they plant something or they make this crazy gesture for everyone to react to that's just kind of like where we're living now but it's just like it, it was just annoying but it didn't deteriorate my excitement for this weekend for last weekend um pretty much and for barbie as well i was very excited for both films and excited to see first of all what greta gerwig's gonna do with this movie love all her films previously you know Lady Bird, little women and all those movies like i love it so much and and oppenheimer too like i respect christopher nolan as a director loved inception not so much tenant love all his other previous movies and what he's doing for like filmmaking trying to push the boundaries so yeah i was excited regardless of whatever i was annoyed with i was excited for both movies and this movie as well but yeah so i guess with that before we get into the film barbie i want to warn everyone a spoiler alert because we're getting into the meat and potatoes of this film i don't want it to spoil for anyone so if you haven't watched the movie yet stop it here watch the movie come back listen to the episode if you want to spoil it for your reason go right ahead and continue listening but carmella you want to get a little plot summary of the film barbie barbie suffers a crisis that leads her to question her world and her existence whoa we don't face that from day to day whoa crisis and whoa. questioners as well <laughs> existential crisis is trending what? at the movies I, <laughs> I definitely don't see that every day whoa carmella what do you think of barbie and do you think it lived up to the hype that it's been causing that is a great question and i liked it i think i really liked barbie i think coming out of it i definitely needed time to sit with it because i think my initial reaction was like that was that was good like that was pretty pretty good or like pretty okay you know like and then i think i just sat more with it and thought about the feelings it made me feel and i think I think I just like had t more time to sit with it and I think I ended up just liking it a little more than I did coming out but yeah I'm curious to like what your initial reaction was and if that stayed the same how did you kind of like think about the movie after seeing it so coming out like I my initial thoughts was like it was really fun I had a lot of fun with it I had a lot of laughs I loved seeing it in a packed theater and having the crowd react as well. And there are a lot of moments too that like it was just so fun and so cool. Like 
a lot of the set pieces and and different like cameos and almost easter eggs at that point too it was really fun it's funny that you said that like after you watched it you like kind of liked it more as days go on the opposite effect kind of almost happened with me like i don't hate it but i definitely don't like it as much when i first came out just thinking about it and thinking about like the things that i didn't like and how it affected my opinion on it and how it was as for the hype like i think it did not like not only for myself but for everyone else like i loved i love loved the energy in the theater no one was like obnoxious or anything everyone was laughing mm-hmm. cheering on like it was really fun and it's always those rare moments with these these movies that have this much hype where you have people reacting in the way and, and just like having a lot of fun with it and that was really fun and I, I think that part of the hype like was really really there for me and the energy for it it was just it was just like really fun and then I just love that like we all were excited for this like collectively as you know people in social media and just people who watch movies I was really happy about it um I did I liked the film I thought it was really fun I just think I guess we'll get into like what I didn't like about it and stuff I just think a lot of the jokes a lot of the messages commentary was kind of what kind of annoyed me the most like look (laughs) right I am a man I understand that women have it differently and i know that a lot of the movie isn't meant for me or isn't meant for my opinion or how i feel about it but at the same time like it's it's the 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 white liberalism the white feminism jokes and and things that they say is what irked me like i understand themes and messages of feminism and and being there for your fellow women right and the idea of patriarchy, which I hate that they use that word, but like I understand that uh, that's sort of the idea with Barbie and the underlying tones of it. But it was just so it was executed in a way that was very cringy to me. It was very like much the way that like Marvel movies almost try to do this, where they try to be quote unquote woke or quote unquote like aware of you know social justice and stuff like that, and 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 different aspects of that civil liberties. But it, the way that this was portrayed and, and how they portrayed it was just so cringy a lot to me. And I think that's what the main reason why the this movie bore such big holes of flaws for me. It was just because, like, it was just like, man, like, I get it, right? I'm a person of, I like, I understand where women come from and what the position of them they're in and, and how a lot of these things go over a lot of people's heads. Like, I'm sure this movie may have affected any sort of gender to think a different way about female in the industry and the media and and how we treat them but it's just it was so executed so literally and so like obvious that it felt very weird it felt very like ugh. i wish they like portrayed it in a way that wasn't so shoehorned in and i i understand that like shoehorning feminism and female positivity is a bad way to look at it or a bad way to say it but it's just the way i felt as a man as a male um the way that it's portrayed it was like so literal right it's just so weird and and sophia was talking about it too where um people were making fun of how writers today portray you know like junior high kids or high school kids to be like oh get them whatever her name is like like tear her apart and she says she says all these things about like the patriarchy about fascism capitalism and and mind you too this is a movie by mattel one of the biggest toy companies in the world funding this movie and it's like trying to have this um narrative about being aware of like certain aspects of life and including capitalism which they also mentioned i believe and those sort of jokes didn't really hit for me. I think it was just so, so like cliche at this point, right? We have like movies that try to joke about it and mention those topics very literally and it never really hits for me. It always just like, I always just kind of brush it off or just kind of like, oh, that's weird. It's it's executed really weirdly. And I and I know that Greta Gerwig herself has the potential to, to tell that story in a way that like isn't so obviously in the film or obviously like, told as a joke and, and don't get me wrong a lot of those jokes too did hit for me at, at some point i think one t- like one thing um that the daughter said was something about like you're a fascist and she's like i don't i don't control the, the way of commerce the or, rails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't control the rails i thought that was so funny and actually so smart we're like it's aware of that sort of jokes right and even when the the film is aware of those sort of jokes of of being you know like oh you're whatever you're part of the patriarchy like they have jokes of like well once i figured out it wasn't about horses i kind of didn't care anymore like 
some of those jokes did hit but i think altogether thinking about it it still really put a negative impact on me and again like i understand that like even not only as a as my like gender but as a 29 year old man i could understand this might hit for someone younger right this might hit for someone that is living through it right now where they're in this the the cusps of social awareness and civil rights and civil liberties as i don't know a high school student college student even junior high because they portrayed a junior high student in this as well and i get that and i get that like that might not be for me and those jokes might not be for me as well i just felt like it was just so like so corny and cliche where it's just like damn like i don't think like it should have been like that i guess i don't know i I, like i can't pinpoint where that could have changed or been different it's just like it also like dates this movie as well right like those jokes in sort of like the social social aspect of it it dates this movie and along with like some of the jokes too where they talked about like snyder cut and stuff that's hella dating this movie like that's like hella putting a stamp of like where this movie was at the time and what they're trying to say but yeah it's just like that's the part that like really bore a hole in in my liking for this film where i start thinking about it's like damn that is kind of cringy like i see that i see those jokes every day on twitter like you know like those sort of like those those kind of like patriarchy capitalism fascist jokes all the time on twitter and like even then i don't even like it that much i think if i was younger i might have appreciated more but as of right now i'm like i'm always hearing about it i'm always like fatigued with all this stuff and i'm always trying to be aware of it even though like i'm exhausted like i think i see this enough where i understand the right i understand that this country and and the world in general has a lot of problems with that include that but yeah i don't know how did you feel about it i was really interested in this because obviously you are not a man you are a woman a whammon so you kind of have a better grasp of those kind of jokes and that sort of like underlying tone and and themes of the film so i want to know how you feel about it how do you feel about like the use of patriarchy you know the depiction of men the jokes about feminism and social liberties and stuff like that how'd you feel about it yeah it's interesting because i also talked to my coworker, and he he had a very similar comment as to yours in terms of like the heavy-handedness of like the messaging of like feminism and he didn't mention like the corniness but i think the heavy-handedness like really turned him off just the way like that was handled and like the fact that it was like kind of yeah like you said like shoved down your throat and just like very like prominent and very obvious in some cases and to me i truthfully walked away from this movie feeling really sad i felt really depressed because it basically said the things that i already know out loud in a movie and i'm like yeah like this is all the stuff i already know and like have experienced and know every other woman experiences and it's being said out loud and it just like gets you it got me thinking just thinking about it just thinking about those things and it made me sad obviously i don't know yeah it was weird i spent that ride home just like feeling really down and i was like man like yeah that movie was really fun but i'm pretty depressed right now like the world really does suck like for women and for like people like women or whatever who identify as women and like yeah that's that's reality but on the other side of that i also felt the movie like i appreciated the other message of like you don't have to have the extreme like positive expectation like upheld for you and you also can just be like a normal person and that's okay and i'm like okay cool i appreciate that i appreciate like that was basically like the conclusion of the movie and so i think just like the film laying bare like the experience of women but also saying like you know what like it's gonna be okay i think that kind of reconciled it for me in the end and i was like that kind of like made it a little more positive despite the fact that the heavy-handedness was i think without it that probably that like last message wouldn't be able to like hit as hard for me but i could also like possibly live without it but it would have to be a different story like it'd have to be like told in a different way if it wasn't as heavy-handed so yeah like i think that experience for me like the movie itself for me was like you know super fun like i took a lot of jokes as like satirical and i there were also some jokes that were like pretty cringy too like little corny the snyder cut one being one i was like the godfather one was so funny to me though for some reason 
Um, oh yeah, the Godfather was good. I <laughs> appreciate that one. Like, I appreciate those kind of like those jokes where it doesn't label it or like time it, and then also have a like a classic idea of it of where these cameos and Easter eggs come out. That's really fun. Um, I was gonna ask you about that too, like how you felt about those jokes, but it seemed like that you also kind of had the same cringiness on some of them, like the ones that like didn't hit with you. Yeah, yeah. It was like a really like I was kind of like not keeping count of like in my head during the movie but i was just like oh this is such a weird crazy balancing act that they're doing with like it's like 30 percent satire like 30 percent like literally like being cringy like other percentages of being like this way this way and this way like being literal heavy-handed like all these different things and i understood how like difficult it was to like and also like go through with the movie and be this like half this take place in a fantasy world half in like reality and just like spinning all these plates and like uh, managing the tone I was like like this is like really tricky right now but I'm still having a good time and then there's like some bump like there's some bumps in the road I'm like ah! and then, but then I'm like laughing at Ryan Gosling and I'm like ah! <laughs> okay yeah I don't know it was it I I think you were right when you were saying like um or I read this, I read ahead, but you said this movie will be, like, become a classic, like, a comedy classic. I do see this movie becoming, like, almost, like, a comfort movie for people to, like, put in the background and, like, just, like, I don't know, like, oh, my favorite scene's coming up. Like, oh, Ryan Gosling learned about patriarchy. Like, <laughs> he's got horses on the mountain now. Like, okay. Something like that. I don't know. But, yeah, overall, I think... The messaging for me was just, it hit in a personal way that made me sad, but also I reconciled it with like the final messaging of the movie, which I think succeeded because it felt personal to like Barbie herself or like, I don't know, it felt more personable towards the end. And I think I want, I do want to get into like later, like Greta Gerwig's like filmography and how like her movies that we love feel like very personal like their stories and then barbie has to like tell a big story about like a different almost almost a different agenda that greta usually has right it's like exactly an overarching thing about everything and other than like greta greg's personal experience exactly and like oh was that like why we didn't like love it like was it like should barbie have been like more personal should have not tried to literally tell a woman's story, a white woman's story, you know, like, yeah. But anyways, hi, Sophia. <laughs> yeah, so we'll get into, like, that Greta Gerwig narration and all that, but um, we thought it was nice to have another person of another gender to come on here and, and sort of talk about it because we kind of had the same reaction, um, but I wanted to just, like, have Sophia on here and just have their quick little opinion about it and how they felt about the jokes on here or how they felt about um the movie in general so sophia tell the audience how you feel about the movie barbie uh what's up guys thank you so much for having me um it's been a while since i've been on the podcast but anyways so as josh said my qualifications are that i am of another gender i consider myself to be non-binary however like i don't like i wouldn't necessarily even say that my opinions are limited to the fact that i don't really experience traditional gender i just kind of have feelings about the way that this movie presented those issues because of other political values that i hold i think um completely agree with both of you guys that some of it was way too on the nose with its critique of gender and its critique of just what it's like to walk through the world as a woman I had a feeling that there were like some people that it was totally gonna hit for like I'm so glad to hear that you Carmela felt very seen by it and that you were able to relate to it in a way where like yeah we already know all of this but yeah it's kind of nice to hear it out loud even though it maybe could have said it in a much more uh, digestible way or maybe a way that didn't necessarily alienate people I, I'm so glad that it still emotionally resonated with you because for me and I'm sure for a lot of other people like I said it was really alienating I remember I saw a clip um, from a movie I've never seen but I kind of wish I had seen called Boss Baby <laughs> where there's a character that says something like, oh, he's not a bad person. Like, maybe he's just misunderstood. And the other character goes like, 
oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize your brother was a liberal. <laughs> and like, I feel like that's what this movie was doing in reverse. <laughs> and that's why like. Reverse boss baby. <laughs> like when I started to get into it emotionally, like those things would really take me out of it. Um, like there was one scene in particular that I was super upset about because Margot Robbie's character is talking about how she doesn't feel like she's enough and all of these double standards are like she's exhausted, she's broken, she's feeling like super apathetic about like going through the world if everything that she knows isn't right and she starts to get like really down on herself and in those moments I was like straight up I was on the verge of tears like I was like oh my gosh this is super resonant with me this is super emotional and then the next second is when America Ferreira's character goes and does her little monologue about just how she feels about the patriarchy I guess and how women have to be all of these things and it's constantly a balancing act and in that moment I was so emotionally invested in this other thing that going straight into that monologue like really broke that for me and then I was like oh like I th this is stupid I feel stupid for getting emotional right now and I don't know I just like I was disappointed by that and there but there were other moments where I feel like the commentary wasn't necessarily as on the nose like I thought it was really funny when Will Ferrell's character said something about how they didn't have any women employees but they had gender neutral bathrooms up the wazoo I was like okay that's funny like it's talking about it and critiquing it without outright saying like we're we're a woke company like you can say that and and have a certain I guess like tone against it to where you can tell it's a criticism without outright saying like this is what we're we're critiquing and and that was my experience I just kind of feel like what about men you know um, <laughs> uh, uh, men also go through a lot in life um, <laughs> like I'm There's a kidding. balancing act that men have to go through as well. <laughs> Get them out. Not the time. Not the time. That's a different movie. Different movie. Save it, like, save it for Oppenheimer. Save it for Oppenheimer. And uh, and those are my thoughts. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting the light. I'm getting the light. The music. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah. Thank you, Sophia. I didn't put them up to saying that. I, that, that, that was literally their own version. I, that was very interesting. That, I know. That last, that last part was very interesting. Uh, but for the Barbie fans out there, I didn't feel alienated. I understood your problems. Um, I'm a male, you know. Um, no, but seriously, like I, I get. Um, yeah, like me and Sophia kind of felt the same way about those jokes and. I think too when Sophie was talking about it I think the reason why it kind of irked me is because it's so base level like it's it feels like someone that hasn't heard of these things just got on Twitter right like it's like saying those things portraying those jokes in those way and that's sort of like where I felt about it and everything like that so like that's sort of where I was in my head with the jokes about the social issues and how it's portrayed because it was it was kind of cringy at times and stuff like that and I want to go back to what you said about like this being well, like I mentioned it in the outline, but this being a legacy movie, right? Personally, like I obviously didn't like the jokes as much. And um, I understand that it may not be for me and the age group may not be for me as well. But I was thinking about it and thinking about like the movies that I really love and really love in a different way apart from like just loving cinema, but love in a way that's very comforting, very like fun to watch. I could put it on. I could watch it with friends. I could have fun with it. I think that's the kind of movie this could be like for instance like freaky friday and like she's the man and like those kind of those kind of movies that to also to have some problematic moments in it and problematic jokes as well and like when you ask me like, like why do you like those movies why do you like watching it so much i could not tell you like i could not like i'd love them because i love them and even though there are jokes that are dated jokes that like don't necessarily hit now it's just so fun to watch and still so funny to hear those things so like in comparison to that where i see barbie in the future and especially too like it's not like this movie is a flop like the, everyone lo does love this film and everyone it has a positive reception for the most part so i could see where down the line this could be a movie where people put it back on and be like oh man let's watch barbie it's like so funny like i, I want to like compare you know the social topics then and now or have fun quoting it or just see just seeing ryan gosling's amazing performance as ken like it's just like that sort of movie i could see because i could totally see that like 
with like how I feel about Freaky Friday. Like I, I personally wouldn't understand why people, I guess, have a deep emotional connection with Barbie. But I can't, I can't explain why I have a deep connection with, like Freaky Friday. She's the man. And in that too, like maybe in the future, I will laugh at that joke in a different way. Right, laughing those jokes in a different way that I don't like. Like, oh my god, yeah, that's so dumb. But ha ha ha. Like I can't believe I don't like I can't believe they said that because I remember you know that was a problem back then or whatever that may have you. But yeah, that's sort of where like I wanted to point that out because I feel like that has the, this has the potential to do that. And even for me, maybe it'll be a p- more positive viewing experience later for myself. And yeah, and I, and I also want to go back to Greta Gerg as well because fantastic director, fantastic storyteller. And I don't know if the people that don't like this will have a smudge on her name with if they don't like this film would that smudge her legacy because of this film would the idea of her making a movie for big toy like Mattel be something that's like changing the tide for her or would people see that as selling out or would people see that as like oh yeah that's why she fell off because she has all that money now you know I I just kind of want to go deep more into that because you kind of mentioned it about how this is more or less not a Greta Gerwig narrative movie but uh overall like woman feminist story how do you feel about like Greta Gerwig as a director and and moving forward do you think this movie helped her out how do you feel about Greta Gerwig at this moment (laughs) at this moment how do I feel about her I feel like she made the boldest movie she could under the circumstances and with the money with Mattel's money to be honest I really didn't expect a lot of what was said in the script to have been approved by Mattel. And to me, I think that tells me that almost Mattel is making its statement, its own statement of like, this. these are our like opinions, this is our heel turn, and this is our statement, almost manifesto of like moving forward. They're, they're firmly planting their stance and their like future business model, I think, via this movie. And I think it was a mutually beneficial partnership for both of them because I think Greta Gerwig made the boldest movie she could about feminism with Mattel's money. And from here, I think she's only, it's it's only opened so many more doors for her. And I think she wanted that freedom and money as a director and as a woman. And I forget what she's doing next, but it, it, it's like some other big project that's coming up next for her. And... I think, you know, like, I think she's only going to try, like, more and more, like, things outside of, like, what we initially, I guess, are comfortable with and, like, the movies that we love from her. But I'm still excited for her. Like, I think she did an amazing job with this movie, like, all things considered, to be honest. I think she obviously is only portraying a message through like the only lens she knows which is through a white woman's lens um (laughs) and also her husband who co-wrote this movie a white man's lens and you know I think we all kind of knew it to be honest like you know I didn't go into this movie expecting Greta Gerwig to write the final bible fixing every woman's problems and like you know every like woman of color's problems or whatnot like we all went into it knowing this is going to be a movie about Barbie who is a white doll white woman represents white women (laughs) yeah I don't know I think she I think she pushed the envelope as far as she could with this and she succeeded exceeded expectations i think and not my own personal one but everyone else's and also the box offices but yeah how do you feel about greta gerwig in this moment um before i get into that i'm so fascinated that you like kind of said like this is how like mattel is gonna plant their flag do you think mattel did that as uh i guess like they actually feel like that socially or do you think that's like a corporate decision right it's a corporate 100 percent. because you mentioned that I was like wait a bit i think you you're kind of hinting at the fact that like it's this corporate move that they're doing and obviously yeah. I, I agree as well because obviously it's, it's fucking mattel like what am i thinking they're all good now because what, they, else, they, what else would it be for like, yeah exactly like, and and also making a movie about, about barbie what is that other than trying to sell more toys in that sense as well but yeah so going on to get a greta gurig like I do still love her as a director. I think, too, this movie as well, I think, pushed boundaries that she hasn't really got into yet, right? You have, like... Yeah, totally. Barbie venturing into different, like, 
different realms almost like unrealistic realms and this movie for the most part is pretty surreal it's a surrealist film i feel like where you go into the world of barbie land you go back to real life and even real life isn't necessarily how it seems right like you have that that those scenes in mattel offices where they're like in between cubicles running straight like just running straight and not like actually chasing barbie just having this like whimsical aspect of having them like chase in a straight line apart from like actually trying to catch barbie and then you have of course the crazy office where it's like this giant room with giant windows with just will ferrell in the middle and like his circle of board board members it's an aspect where i don't really see getterberg in before where it's very surrealist it's very like surreal it's very like fantastical in that sense right like you like compared to like ladybird or like little women which are very rooted in reality and very rooted in for the most part true stories in, in a sense and I, i'm just so i was also just fascinated about that too her decisions to put it in that realm and even in those scenes too i was captivated right like i love the scene where she has tea with the creator of barbie and they have like that touch of hands which is supposed to represent like god in the creation and then the end where they're both together and they're just like she's questioning her life and questioning like like then what's my point like where am i gonna be at and having this like beautiful gradient dreamy scene set up where they're trying to figure out what's next they're trying to figure out how barbie feels about herself and what she wants to do next and talking to the creator which is crazy she's literally talking to god she like she's talking to the person that made her and 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 having this really deep conversation and deep reflection and those parts really got to me because as someone that like loves this kind of filmmaking and this kind of direction i was like damn this is tight like i love that so much like i i want to see more of it i love seeing these realms of reality be broken and and depicted in a certain way (laughs) where they even make fun of it too where like her ghost is haunting her office which kind of felt like that because like yeah. she stumbles into it and then she's like just having tea it's just kind of weird but yeah i think greta gerg like you said is really pushed around it for what she can say in this film and even maybe that too where the jokes may not have been something that was her idea maybe she had a different joke where it was more you know elevated than that but as a director i think yeah you're right she's only going up from here and i personally don't think this is a smudge or any sort of like demerit on her legacy or her filmography i think she's she's still pulling out all bangers for me like all banger movies so yeah i just think it's sort of like a really fantastic way she pushed herself in a different direction because i kind of did want to see this from her because i think i when it comes to these sort of things where it pushes the boundaries of reality it's always fun to see interpretations of it and it's fun to see especially greta gerig's interpretation of it and having those dreamlike sequences and making those those scenes so potent with that and just being detached from like reality and the surroundings is really fun to experience and i just think too like it's so fascinating that decision like having it almost almost heaven like right like it's nothing's around them they're in this weird space and they are talking one-on-one it's just so great it was so fun to watch and almost brought a tear to my eye <laughs> but yeah good movie <laughs> good decision i think oh we cannot forget performances by Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie. Mm. I just want to give it up to that. I, the f- it's crazy for me thinking about Margot Robbie, cause she's so good. Like she, like Birds of Prey, she really captures each character, and like I love each performance she does. And this one too, she killed, especially with the comedy aspect of it. Like I know she could be funny, but the line delivery and and things she said, and like I'm just so so enamored by her performances and, and it's just so fun to see her and my boy ryan gosling of course can't forget him <laughs> is exactly what i thought of when we did the nice guys episode and when i watched nice guys like i think he's gonna kill it like i think the comedy chops of him are gonna be like out of this world and it was right i was like totally met with that expectation because he did a fantastic job he's also just so naturally funny and it's just so funny to see him do comedy in this aspect and be funny in this aspect but yeah how did you feel about those performances how did you feel about everyone else yeah, I think Ro- Margot Robbie is someone that I personally like. I'm like, I think I need to appreciate her more, but she's just so good. I don't expect anything less of her whenever she's in a film, but I definitely need to be more of like, like, damn, Margot Robbie. Like, she's fantastic actress. Like, 
like you said, she, I don't even know a bad movie she's been in because I probably haven't seen it or (laughs) she hasn't had one. Like, I don't even know. She's severely underrated for myself, like, and I need to work on that. And yeah, she's just amazing. And Ryan Gosling, like, we all knew it, you know, like, we all knew it. He'd be hilarious. And he was. And I honestly think he could have been way funnier, but the script held him back. And I'm just like, dude, like, I think he could have been way funnier, but that's that's besides the point. He was still hilarious. I think he embodied this role too well. Like he was almost was battling Margot Robbie. To, I'm like Margot Robbie encapsulates Barbie, but I'm like Ryan Gosling also encapsulates Ken and whoever cast them, whoever the casting director was, maybe it was Greta Gerwig. Just yeah, chef's kiss. Good job. They really did it. They showed up. <laughs> I know they did. <laughs> and I guess before we move on, we got to get to the rewriter's corner. So, Carmel, I'll let you go first. You know, is there anything you want to change? Anything you want to fix? See more of? See less of? Is there anything you want to rewrite about the movie Barbie? I don't know. Probably. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I think I'd change the whole story, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, like, really? The whole story? Wow. I feel like I would tackle this Barbie from a different angle because, I don't know, I think I would have made it uh, more through the angle of like a kid rather than an adult woman. And it just made makes more sense to me because Barbie is like a doll you play with as a kid and then those expectations like are imprinted on you when you're young and then you grow up with them and I think I wanted to see it through that lens more than the current climate which I already exist in so <laughs> I think I wanted it to be more personal in that sense in terms of like seeing this like experience through a child I guess or like through a group of like girls like a girl group per se like maybe it was about like you know the high school kids like group of friends or something maybe they were younger like maybe they are all going through like these experiences in different ways and then i think tyra banks played a barbie in a movie called life size and i think it had a similar like plot line in terms of like you know she comes she's like basically like her fairy godmother in some sense or whatever anyways i think i wanted that kind of movie because i could feel myself getting excited when margot robbie like found the girl like the daughter at the school and I was like oh shit it's gonna be like a buddy movie with like the two of them and they're gonna change each other and then it wasn't and I was like oh okay that's fine I don't know I think to me that would feel more emotionally like tied to like a lot of people's experiences more so than like the broad white woman strokes Greta Gerwig was painting even though I still related to it in some aspect like I think portraying it through like maybe a younger kid's experience would have been more emotionally charged but yeah what do you think no i totally agree that's very interesting to put it more in a personal sense other than like a broad sense that this movie was kind of telling i think yeah i'll see about life size too like i really compared that movie too to this movie yeah and i'm also kind of mad no tyra banks cameo come on like i feel like (laughs) that was a given like that should have been here but yeah i totally agree that's a really fun film to think about especially because like the idea of having a buddy a buddy film would be really fun too just to have that classic feel of kind of like life size where yeah yeah they're just kind of going like yeah yeah yeah. like i'd be so tight i totally agree for me just like the changes obviously is the writing i feel like i really mentioned like kind of the base level jokes and stuff like that and how that works out but one thing i really really wanted to see more of was kind of the interaction with the real world i feel like we got like a quick glimpse of real life and how that affected barbie and and how that affected you know barbie land as well um i wish there was more storytelling with the real world because i feel like we all kind of want to see that as well where we have her interacting with things or having things that she's incapable of doing because she's a doll or like she's like part of barbie land where she can't fly or she can't fall perfectly like onto the ground into her car um i wanted more interactions with the real world because i i thought that was more or less like what this film was about of her going into that the aspect of it 
I feel like it was like we were in the world for like about like five to ten minutes and then it took place the rest of it in Barbie land and how that whole scenario played out and I don't know I just think like there are moments in the film and especially for you bringing up the the personal narrative I think there's a lot of uh, opportunity for that for us for it to connect more personally with people than sort of had this broad stroke of like feminism and liberalism in that sense and commenting on you know the current issues on women and and what they face and stuff like that i think that story or that theme still could have been there but in more of a direct sense in in a sense that like could connect more to people and connect more personally with other people as well especially people that live through problems and and issues in in that in that nature also too I, i wish there was more men representation i felt very alienated as of i'm just kidding i'm just kidding I didn't feel any whatsoever. I thought it was I, I I got it, but like it was very much like still very like beating over the head with it. Even though I already got it, which I was like, ah oh, man, let's let's move on. <laughs> let's like I get it, I get it, I get it. But yeah, I think that's sort of where I'm at with it. And I think too, it's a this is a good transition to sort of talk about. Um, I don't know if you've seen seen any of this, but the nature of having a successful Barbie film after this comes, of course spin-offs more movies about toys more movies about ips that we recognize in the mattel scene like a couple i've heard already was uno for some reason there's a movie about uno coming up are you serious Um, (laughs) yeah they have like other obscure toys it's really weird like first of all uno is fucking weird already like why would they do that i'm expecting and almost kind of excited for um a spinoff about ken a ken movie hopefully with ryan gosling or if there's a barbie 2 i heard killian murphy talk about it like let me see the script let me see what we're working with (laughs) maybe i'd be down but yeah how do you feel about uh i guess the future of mattel toy movies (laughs) i didn't even think about it but it totally makes sense obviously i honestly i don't I really don't want like a sequel or a spinoff from Barbie like this movie specifically like I kind of want it to live as its own like singular film like I don't want it to be like franchised I guess even though it's the nature of it it's a freaking it's Mattel it's like a toy line like how are you not gonna franchise that I just want to like I don't know Uno, honestly, I'm like interested in. I'm interested in seeing what they do with that because apparently, it sounds ridiculous. Apparently, it's supposed to be like a heist movie. Okay, that know. makes sense. I'm like, they have to like, you know, integrate like all the moves and shit into some story. So yeah, they're gonna like. I don't even know, man. So do you funny. think they'll make a car like a cars like movie with like the Mattel like vehicles? Okay, it's funny because I, as you were talking, I was like looking up the feature movies that are coming up, but there has been rumors and talks about a Hot Wheels movie directed by... That makes sense. That makes sense. Or like, or through J.J. Abrams' production company, Bad Robot. So I guess that's what's going to be produced, which was obvious. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. There have been talks about American Girl, which is like, I guess, a Barbie alternative. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Viewmaster. Viewmaster? Like, you know, the toys that like you click it, it's a different click and it's a oh, different scene yeah yeah um Polly pocket <laughs> a magic eight ball movie but it's said to be by blumhouse oh blumhouse was involved but no longer involved now as of july 2023 but there's supposed to be like a magic eight ball that's supposed to be like like those scary movies like truth or dare masters of the universe major matt mason uh, of course clue which i think is kind of obvious oh um, okay but yeah, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like I feel like um, Barbie's gonna be like a almost like a bookmark for this? Like ever since Barbie, man, there's been so many like toy movies. Kind of like how Iron Man and Spider Man are kind of those bookmarks of like ever since Iron Man and Spider Man came out, there are so many superhero movies. Do you feel like that's gonna be that bookmark? And not only that, how do you feel about like the movies I just mentioned? Like how are you interested at all in those kind of films? It's hard to say because. I mean, I'll watch anything as long as it's good, <laughs> to be honest. Like, no matter, like, <laughs> where it came I'll from. I'll watch like, anything as long as it's good. What if, what if Udo is, like, the best heist movie yeah, you've ever banger. seen? Imagine. Like, what if that happens? Why am I going to say no? Like, 
<laughs> Carmela is a person of pop culture. Whatever it is, if it's good, we're Dude, there. Easy. If it's good. Come on. Like, why would I deny that? Obviously, we like people know we love like original films and original scripts and independent movies. A twenty four. All this shit. You know. Yeah. We. We play for all sides. We'll consume content as long as it's good. <laughs> I don't care if it's big pharma. I don't care if it's big business. If it's big toy, I'm there if it's good. I'm there, dude. I didn't give a big. shit about Mattel. Like, all I gave a shit about was, like, Greta Gerwig. Like, that's what got me to the movie. Like, dude, like, I don't know. I don't care about big bombs. I'm there to watch it. <laughs> I don't, I'm there for big, Nolan, obviously. Big nuclear, I don't care. It's, I'm there, right? It's If it's good, <laughs> I'm there. Also, too, I just realized Dungeons & Dragons was really good, and that was... That was fantastic. Essentially based on, like, IP that's been there before. Yeah. So, maybe you're right. Maybe, exactly. you know, Uno would... Uno could be a fucking banger, you know? <laughs> Rever- reverse card on me, but I'm... Exactly. Um, <laughs> That's like her favorite game. I know. Yeah, that is. I Dude, love come on. I actually do. You're right, man. I don't know why I'm... I'm like, it better be good. I'm going to be <laughs> mad if it's bad. Now. I know. <laughs> Throw my Uno cards away. Play yeah. Dose or something, whatever. Dose. Whatever that alternate game is. Yeah. <laughs> Off-brand Uno. But yeah, I kind of agree with you. I think if any of those movies are good or have that reputation to be good why not you know weirder things have happened Dungeons and Dragons movie was good that's pretty damn weird can't believe that happened it was really good and with that this has been our episode on Barbie our first of the Barbenheimer series um, we will get to Oppenheimer obviously I think we'll get to um, whether which movie we liked more on Oppenheimer too. I think do you you think you could do that you could pick which one you liked more or is that too sure. hot button <laughs> I, I don't know Ooh. Who am I betraying, Greta Gerwig or Christopher? Yeah, damn. But yeah, we're definitely gonna get to Oppenheimer as well. Um, love the reception of these films and love the excitement that everyone was going through and and all that stuff. It was really really fun to see in here. And not to mention too, it felt like movies were back for a minute, even though, like you said, we're about to hit a big downfall with you know the strikes that are happening. Obviously, the economic downfall that we're currently experiencing but let's not talk something about it right? it's a happy episode it's about barbie you know we're good we're good but yeah thank you guys all for listening my name is josh landicho and you can follow me on instagram at the space wolf and i'm carmel and you can follow me at cat malau and you can follow us on instagram at watch with sound and if you made it this far please make sure to rate us on spotify apple music or wherever you get your podcasts from Maybe leave us a comment on Instagram. Join the conversation and let us know what you think. If you do that already, thank you. We definitely notice and it really helps us out. So we appreciate that a lot. We also have a supporter program on Spotify that allows you to subscribe us for as little as 99 cents a month. Wow, so cheap. 99 cents. Everyone has 99 cents, I'd hope, which would probably help us a lot as well. (laughs) Only if you're able to, of course. But with that, thank you for listening, everybody, and keep on watching for Oppenheimer coming soon. Ba-ba-boom. That's the bomb. Boom.